Well, this, this lectionary, the sheep and goat things, this is from last week, but I'm going to go ahead and go with it this week, too. I've got about five, ten minutes. We can, I can give a sermon here. But uh, it starts in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. But I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit like I always do. We're going to start with this scripture. And this is, we kind of left off this part from this scripture from the last time we was here. About the parables about the talents. And it's 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto the one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Boy, that's a scary verse right there. For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered or thirst? or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, did not minister unto you, thee. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting, unto eternal life, life eternal. The word of God for the God's children, all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. The least of these. That's what Jesus is talking about. But we, we get confused sometimes. Who, who's he, who is the least of these? And sometimes we think it's people that, that are just poor and they don't have the money to pay for their bills or stuff. But the least of these is also the Jewish people, his brethren. But it's also the broken in spirit. Because to me, the most sick person in the world is someone who does not have Jesus. And, I, and I've talked to people, and it's so amazing to me how they reject God's Word. And it's, it just blows my mind. And, and it's like no matter what you say, no matter what kind of proof you put out there, they just refuse it. And, and I've, I've been praying about that, and I've been asking God, what, what do I do now? What, you know, they, when I speak, these people that I'm talking to look at me like I'm, I'm just a complete idiot. 
You're a fool, Kenny, for believing that. And that's how I've been being treated by some people. Not a lot, but some people that think that I'm just plumb out of my mind and we are crazier for even being here believing in God's book, God's word. <laughs> and, and then I worry about their souls. It's like, if you was to pass, if you was to die right now, it's not looking good for you. But see, and then they, they'll throw that back to me like, well, that's just to try to get people to conform to the images that the people want so they'll be good. Well, it's not about being good. It's about truth. It's about knowing the truth that sets you free. And that is Jesus Christ. Jesus. And some people don't even believe that he actually was a real person, that he came to this earth. Even though we have all the proof and all the proof. But the thing is, if you're getting your teaching from somebody who does not have the Holy Spirit, from the secular world about the history of our world, of our planet, and the history of the nations, you're getting led astray. Because it's, they're the ones that are leading people astray. And they're talking about our, our word, saying that it's been changed, it's been manipulated over the thousands of years. Every, there's all these different translations. How can you know which is the truth? See, to me, that's a cop-out. That's some people covering up that, so they don't have to come to the truth. But you know what Jesus said about it? And, and let's go there real quick. John 3. John chapter 3. Verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. And this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. That. And what are they doing so evil? I don't know. But it's, it's the, the enemy. He's put a veil over him. He's, he's blocked that out. And, and, and I think religion has helped drive people away from God. And then some people tell me that, well, if, as long as I'm good, I'm good to go, you know, because there's really no heaven or hell. You just die and you become part of the universe again. And, or you might come back as a butterfly or you might come back as something else. And I'm thinking... Where is this coming from? And then they're like, well, there's all these different religions, you know, and this one professor, he's a professor in all these religions, and he knows it all, Kenny, you know, he, he knows more than you know, and, and, you know, all these different religions, and you can just take a little bit of each one and put them together, and the main thing, if you just be good, you got it going on. Well, the scripture says there's none good, there's none righteous, there's none that does justice. We've all been led astray. We all go astray after our own feelings. I'm going to read that here in a minute. Since Isaiah chapter 64. Yeah, 64 verses 1 through 9. But, and I'm thinking, how do, you can't convince people when they've got this mindset. And so it's, it's really frustrating as a Christian trying to show the love and the light and bring God's word to people when someone just continually, continually, continually rejects you, rejects God's word, 
and mocks you and mocks your religion. But see, and then the one thing people don't like when I tell them is that, well, all these other religions, and I'm just going to tell you what Jesus says. These are doctrines of demons. They're doctrines of demons. There's only, there's only be one truth when it comes to God. There's only one God, one truth, and the rest is lies. But Jesus told us how to, how to do this. He says, love them anyways. Feed them anyways. If your enemy thirsts, give them drink. Do good to those who hate you and persecute you and say all falsely evil things. See, it's totally opposite of what the world teaches. The world teaches, don't get mad, get even. If they do it, do it back to them. You know, do unto others as they do to you. They twist God's word. But that's not how Jesus is. And there's the, totally, there's the big difference right there. You pray for their souls. That's all we can do. And then there's sometimes, this is what God's been speaking to me, and I mean, I hadn't just came out and said, can he do this? But I just feel it in my spirit. It's not our job to change people's mind. We put it out there. Here's truth. And we do it in a loving way. We listen to what they have to say. And just, that's how I do I just, and I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. I was just like, where do you come up with this crazy things? And, and you know, I know we all know people like this and we all deal with people like this. And if not, you need to find some friends like that. You really do. Because God wants us to go to these people. And I know it's frustrating, it's difficult to put up with somebody that mocks your God and, and that mocks your, your, the way you, what you believe. And they make fun of you like you're an idiot. Jesus dealt with that. They were so bad, they nailed him to the cross. And you know, he was a crazy guy. But what did Jesus say? Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. And that's hard to, that's hard to do. When someone's persecuting you for what you believe and, and, and saying all kinds of false stuff about your God. That they're ignorant to the truth. But you've got to forgive them for they know not what they do. they got the wrong spirit. And so that's, that's just part of, of our, our witness as being children of the Most High God. Because it's all here for us. God came. He became flesh. He redeemed us from all the sin of the world. And it's a free gift. And all you have to do is believe in Him. And not, it's not all about works. It's about who did all the work. And, you know, and people always get me confused or mixed up when, they, when I say that. They think that, well, Kenny says it's not about works, so you can just get saved and go ahead and live like the devil. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you get saved, when you get Jesus in your heart, your mind changes. He changes your mind. He changes your whole outlook. And it may not be overnight. But the things that you thought were all right, you're learning that that's not all right. I need to, I need to learn how to love my enemy. I need, to, I need to learn how to forgive the ones that hurt me over and over and over and over. And it's hard. And the only way we can do that is be filled with God's Holy Spirit and stay in contact with God every day in His Word. Because you get weak. This world is designed by the enemy to destroy your faith, to kick you down and stomp you down. And I know, because I see it every day. And what's really sad is that you try to 
throw a lifeline to people and they refuse it and they refuse it and they refuse it. And then you start feeling like, well, what can I do? Can I make them? I'm just going to shove it down their throat. I'm going to make them take it. But you can't. You throw it out there. You love them. But you don't let them bring you down to that level. You let them talk. Listen. And I don't give no comments back. Because I'd, I've already said what I had to say. I already said what the Holy Spirit wanted me to say. And so you just kind of grin and love them. That's all you can do. And, not, and then there's a time to walk away. You did your part. You put the seed out there. You, you presented truth. You presented the love of God. And then sometimes you say, okay, it's time for me to walk away from that person or those people because they're going to bring you down. They're going to reject. They rejected God. And like God said, it's not my place to save them. That's His job. You plant the seed and you move on. And because and if you don't move on, they're going to keep bringing you down and keep bringing you down and try to bring you down to their level and frustration. But Jesus don't want us to do that. He wants us to move on. He wants us to present Him and then move on and don't bring, let it bring you down. But you still got to love the people. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. I know we got communion too, so. Ephesians chapter 1. Verses uh, 15 through 23. Now this is God talking, or the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul talking to the church, talking to the ones who have come to Him and have said, yes, Lord, I believe. I want what You have for me. I will take it. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of Your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for You making mention of you in my prayers. And this is what we all need, that the God of our Father, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under His feet and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. You see, these scriptures here, Sometimes I get so frustrated with people and God reminds me they're in darkness and they refuse the light. The preaching of the gospel is foolish to those who are perishing. So as you, the only way you're going to understand God's Word and grab a hold of it is when you believe. You've got to believe Jesus is who He says He is. You've got to ask, you've got to just believe. Believe. Say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And then the Holy Spirit will enlighten you. 
He will open your eyes if you're understanding. And the more you seek, the more He reveals. And it's like the talents we, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. That who had much got more and who had less went and hid it. And that's kind of way with our faith and what we learn about Jesus. If, if you just think, okay, I got enough to be saved and I'm good to go. Well, after a while, the enemy can steal that which you had. And I don't know how exactly all that works. But that's just what the Scripture says. You know, because a lot of people are like, well, once you get saved, you're saved forever. Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. But then the Scripture says different. You can walk away. You can be cut off from unbelief. Romans ta talks about it. That's what happened to Israel. They were cut off from, for unbelief. And, then, and the Scripture says that you can be cut off too from unbelief. I mean, you can be saved and then if you quit believing, you're cut off. So there is some works that we have to do. We have to believe and we have to keep seeking. We have to keep staying in God's Word. We've got to keep praying. And it's not works, but it, it, sometimes it can feel like work. It can feel like we can struggle to keep this faith. But I know if you just hang around, and I know a lot of people are like this, just hang around just believers and you'll be okay. Well, Jesus told us to go out into the world, to go out to where these people are not believing, to go out in this mess. And if we just stay in our little comfort zone, okay, we're all right, kumbaya for us, you know. But what about all these other people that are going to go burn for eternity? That's what the Scripture says, eternal damnation. And people don't like hearing about it. Well, then you got the wrong gospel then. If you're not hearing the truth, you got the wrong gospel. If they're not telling you the consequences of not following or not believing in God, you've been lied to. You've been duped. This is what the Bible says. Separation forever, eternal damnation. That's what it says. I didn't make it up. It's what the Bible says. And you tell people that, and it, don't, they, it makes them mad. And it's like, hey, this is the gospel truth. There's a way out. Is there's a way out. His name's Jesus Christ. Call on Him. Get Him in your heart. Let Him reveal Himself to you. And people are willing to read their horoscopes and look at the stars, but they don't want to go to the truth. It is so much easy, easier to go to the truth. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's not, okay, this is truth too, and then this other Quran, that's truth too. And the Quran is nothing but a book of the devil. And I don't care who hears me say it. I don't care. I'm going to stand for the truth. And Jesus, they can run me out, kill me, stone me, whatever. But that's the doctrines of demons. And you see the fruit of it. See the fruit of it. Look at the fruit. Their motto is kill, kill, kill. If you don't believe in Allah, kill them. And that's the way it is. Kill babies. You know, look at the horrific things that's going on in the name of Allah. That false God that they've made up. And that's the devil. It's the doctrines of demons. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you're not following Jesus, you're following a demon. And that's just the way it is. Uh, Buddha ain't going to help you. Uh, your yoga, whatever, all those different religions they have. The Quran. I mean, there's so many different false religions out there. Every nation has their own little demon that they're following. But Jesus is the only one that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way to God. The truth of God. 
and the life of God. He's the only way. There's no other way. And as we go out into the world, in our world, be bold for Jesus. Because I am tired of the world kicking him around and calling us liars and stuff. I'm, I'm going to stand up and if I have to, I will get a little irritated with him. And you know my prayer is? My prayer right now is that God give me power. Let your Holy Spirit produce power with my words. Because these are your words. Spirit and life. And so if we're, we're speaking your words and your spirit don't move in and, and do, do the conviction and show your miracles and your wonders, well, then they're just words that's fallen to the ground. And so sometimes you've got to get bold with God. Say, so you said you would do this. Where is it at? Let's see it. How do you expect people to believe whenever we're speaking your word and it just falls to the ground and nothing happens? That will shake your faith right there. Got to stay fo focused on God. Sometimes you've got to step away like God has told me in my spirit. You did your part. Step back and let me do my part. And if they refuse me, it's not your fault. It's their own fault. Their blood will not be on your hands. But see, I, I, don't, I don't want nobody to go to hell. I don't want nobody to be separated from God. And, and eternal, eternal damnation. You know, that just don't sound like no place to be. But the world, these religions have blinded the world. The enemy of our souls has blinded the world. It's all made up. Did God really say? It's been going on for thousands of years. Did God really say that? You will surely not die. That's all made up. He knows that if you, if you knew the truth, you'd be like him and me being stronger than him. You can be your own God. You can be God of your own destiny. It sounds, that's the devil. We need to wise up. And that's why we got the Holy Spirit, the Comforter who teaches us, who reveals to us truth that we're not led astray so easily. And I love my church family. I thank you guys that, that I, can, I can be around people that actually believe the way I believe. Because it does get you weak when you're out there around non-believers all the time. It does bring you down. It really can bring you down. And, and all of a sudden you're acting like them. And, and it's like, whoa, I don't like this. You've got to step back and say, Jesus, help me. Because I, I, I get caught up in it too. It's so easy to be drawn in to, to what the enemy's like, yeah, now I got him. Look, you know, and he's acting just like the rest of them. You know, and, and I've got to be that love machine, that peace and gentleness and meekness and, and, and do good to my enemy. Let him hit me on one side and say, okay, you missed a spot, you know. That's the way God has called us to be. And then tell me this is easy. It's not easy. I mean, our flesh is going to jump in and say, oh, hit this spot and I'm going to knock you out. I mean, in reality, that's how we all are. We all are that way. Well, God didn't want us to be walked on. Well, read your Bible. Yes, we are called to be walked on and like it. And then lay down and let them do it some more. I mean, that's the gospel. And, you know, and people say, well, no, you can't. Well, you better argue that with Jesus. You know, you can tell me all day long, but if it don't line up with what Jesus said, you're just running your mouth. And that's how I am with people, religious people too. Well, God don't want you, well, his Bible, his word says this. He says, resist not evil. If they slap you on one cheek, turn them, let them have the other. If they steal your coat, offer them your other coat. Give them your shoes. 
Well, no, yeah, yeah, that's what it says. And don't let the possessions of this world bring you more happiness and peace than what God can. If they want your stuff, let them have it. Take it, if that's what makes you happy. But you ain't going to be happy until you get God in your heart. And then there's days you're not going to be happy even with that because the world's going to frustrate you. And, and you frust I can frustrate myself. But I always go back to the rock. And there's sometimes you've got to get in a quiet room, quiet space, just you and God, and cry to Him and pour out your heart to Him and confess your sins. Lord, I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I'm no better than anybody else. But I want to be. And I'm going to, I want to be your spokesperson. I want, to, I want you to shine your light through me. I want you to let your Holy Spirit turn people to you through reality of a Christian that's broken, that ain't afraid to stand up and tell people, hey, I fall down every day. I do things that I'm not proud of. And I'm not talking about sexual immorality and stuff. I'm just saying my attitude, and sometimes I get angry, and I can blow up at somebody just like that. And see, God's still working on me. But I know that I need Him. And I know I'm going over, but I'm not done yet. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 64. I've got to read this, this, this verse here, this chapter. And I'm going to read all 12 verses. Oh, that you wouldest rend the heavens, and thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causes the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. For since the beginning of the world men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Thou meetest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness. Those that remember thee in thy ways, behold, thou art wroth, for we have sinned, and those is continuance. And those in continuance. And we shall be saved. But we are all as unclean things. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And there is none that calleth upon thy name. That stirreth himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hid thy face from us. Thou hast consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art our potter, and we all are the work of thine hand. Be not wroth very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech thee, we are all thy people. The holy cities of the wilderness, Zion is a wilderness, Jerusalem is a desolation. Our holy and our beautiful house, where our fathers praised thee, is burned up with fire, and all our pleasant things are laid waste. Wilt thou refrain thyself for these things, O Lord? Wilt thou hold thy peace and afflict us very sore? And you think, wow. That sounds like God just beating us down, but a lot of it we're beating ourselves down. But then you look at this verse right here. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father. He says we're his children. He's our Father. We are the clay, and thou art potter, and we are all the work of thine hands. So we can take peace and refuge and that God is working on us. But until you see these things, you don't know them. It's just like, you don't, you don't know to stop 
unless you see the stop sign. But when you look at God's Word and you get hooked up with Jesus, it brings you that peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of the storms of life. And you feel like you realize that God is working on us. He's making, He's molding and shaping us. And sometimes you've got to take it down and splat it around and where it hurts, where you think, I don't like this, but He's still working. He's still molding and shaping. And we're all there right now. You may not feel it like it, but God is working on you to present you to Himself as a holy person. God's doing the work in you. You can try and struggle and fight with Him like I have, but until you just let go and let God. Some days it ain't going to be pretty, but other days it's going to be beautiful. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank You for You, Lord. We thank You for Your words that we have the truth, that we can grab on to this truth of life and have a peace in the midst of the storms that we live in, Lord. Knowing that You are faithful, that Your Word is truth, Your Holy Spirit is here with us, and You promise to never leave us or forsake us, Lord. And we thank You for Your promises. And we love You, Lord. Fill us with Your Holy Spirit. Help us to seek You more and more. Draw us to Yourself, Lord. And help us to be Your body, the church of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' holy name, amen.